Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the Power of This Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Bridget and Haley, who are the two members of the indie rock band OK Cool from Chicago. Um, it was really great to talk to them. I actually got connected with them from another guest from this show, Nick Sintos from The Flips, who recommended me check out this band and if I like them to kind of get them on the show. And he was absolutely right. They're amazing. Um, so we talked right before their single Nissan Weekends came out, which has this really cool stop motion music video. We get into everything behind that, what their idea was to do a music video like that. Um, talk about uh, their uh, or their latest release that just came out on April 28th called Fawn. If you haven't checked it out before, you're new to this band. After you listen to this, make sure to go check it out. We talk a little bit in detail about um, some of what went into it, the lyrical content, uh, what the songwriting process is like, and everything in between. Um, Haley and Bridget were really nice to talk to. I did not know them before I did this. It was a really easy conversation, I think, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so again, just make sure to check out that music video, Nissan Weekends, which I'll also play at the end of this in the video version on YouTube. Um, check out their their YouTube channel, check them out on Spotify, check them out on social media at OK Cool Band. Um, and I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I really appreciate that Haley and Bridget came on and did this with me. Just make sure to check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, make sure to reach out to me at The Powerless Pod at all social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, there is a TikTok. I don't really use it very much, but TikTok. Um, and also email at thepowerlesspod at gmail.com. I really love to hear from people. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, constructive criticism. And also just, um, it's really nice to hear when people enjoy the show. So make sure to reach out to me at those places. I always like to get in touch with people. And uh, before we get into the episode, I've been plugging this band the last couple of weeks. Before we get into the conversation with Haley and Bridget for OK Cool, uh, I would just want to plug uh, this band Whole Heart from Grand Rapids, Michigan again. It's a metal band from Grand Rapids, Michigan that put out my favorite EP from last year called Dreams That Die With You. Um, again, my number one EP from 2022. Uh, this band, if you're into heavy music, if you like bands like Counterparts, if you like bands... Um, like uh, I actually really think it, it's got a really reminiscent sound of the Bloodwork album from Texas in July, but in a more modern way now. Um, if you like metalcore, if you like metal adjacent things with a little bit of you know darkness and like kind of that emo vibe to it, with it still being heavy, definitely check this band out. Um, Alec Hawkins, who is the very first guest of the show, is the guitarist of that band. Uh, and again, this is just a band that I've been wanting to plug for a bit because I think they are really underappreciated. They make really sound music that's heavy, but also emotional. Their vocalist really delivers with his harsh vocals in a way that still keeps the music uh, very connected to the emotion of the lyrics. Um, the lyrical content is really cool. As I've said the last couple of times I've plugged this band, the latest EP was sort of a concept EP that you can check out, but also has a lot of universal feeling and emotion to it that I think connect with with pretty much anybody that would listen to it. Um, and the music is produced, mixed and mastered in-house by their bass player, Kai. Uh, so it's just a really cool kind of DIY um, metal project that doesn't sound DIY by any stretch of the imagination. It sounds professionally made, and obviously the songwriting and everything in between is really tight. So before we get into the episode with OK Cool, I'm just going to play a short clip from the song Spirit Leash off of uh, Whole Heart's EP, Dreams That Die With You, and then we'll get into the episode. So here is a clip from Whole Heart, metal band from Grand Rapids, Michigan, with their song uh, Spirit Leash. Check it out. All right, I am here with uh, both Bridget and Haley from OK Cool, um, band out of Chicago. Uh, thanks so much for joining joining me on this. I really appreciate it. Uh, first of all, how are uh, how are both of you doing today? I'll start with you, Bridget. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, I'm good. I'm tired. Um, I don't know. I worked nights a lot, so I think like my my inner clock is just kind of all over the place right now. 
I totally feel when I was in college, I worked both like a regular job, a regular time job, went to school and worked a night job. And just like those kind of hours can just throw you off so bad. I totally empathize. Yeah, dude, my eyelids have been really heavy. Uh, Yeah, I I appreciate you uh, struggling through doing this. I appreciate it. No, no, no. I'm I'm still happy. Still happy to be here. (laughs) And Haley, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm on the flip side. So I work the mornings, but today's actually one of my days off. So I've been relaxing, chilling, hanging out, et cetera. Chilling, both chilling and relaxing. <laughs> Kicking my feet up. No, I actually That's great. That's good to hear. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to have you guys on today. And thank you again for being flexible with me from last week. And it actually kind of worked out because yesterday you guys put out a new song, new video, which um, might be my favorite song I've heard from you, from you. And also the video was just, I want to talk about the song first, but the video was just awesome. Like I love those kind of yeah. videos with that kind of animation and that kind you know, that kind of production on it. It really both, I think like accentuated the song and just like was really cool, you know, a uh, 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 kind of um, up and coming, you know, lo- well, you guys are signed in the sense you have your own record label, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not, but, we're not signed. But, but, uh, but we you didn't know, sign anything. You, but you, yeah, exactly. But you, you know, like an independent artist having a production value of, of a, um, of a music video like that, I just thought was really cool. When I saw that there was a new music video, I figured it'd be, you know, a typical, um, you know, and I like these kind of videos too, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, it'd be a typical quintessential independent rock band music video and it was not that at all it was you know a lot of animation a lot of production in it i love the kind of um i might be using the wrong terminology but the kind of stop motion animation in it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um but to, before i get into the video a bit and what the idea was behind that um this new song nissan weekends is there anything you can tell tell people about that what what maybe the inspiration was for it lyrical content anything of yeah. that nature whoever wants to jump in and go first with that yeah, so that kind of, I actually started writing that when I was at work one day, because I <laughs> was just so <laughs> bored. I how did you, wait, how did you, like, write it when you were, like, were you, oh, like, the words you mean? Kinda like, yeah, kind of, like, melody and, like, little pieces kind of started coming to my head, and I, I finished it, I think, when I got home that day from work, but, like, I had just started a new job, and I wasn't given a lot of responsibilities, and I just kind of was sitting there for hours and hours, and I just was like, I, there's so many other things I wish I could be doing. And it's, it, the song's kind of about like feeling unproductive, but also like locked into these things that you kind of have to get done and not having enough time for the things that you kind of want to be doing on the side. And, and on top of that, not having time for downtime because you want to do these other things. So it's just the overwhelming feeling of trying to juggle all of that at once. I definitely got that from from the lyrics. I'm bad at remembering certain lines, but there was a line I heard, and I actually read it from a from another um, kind of uh, independent news outlet that had talked about this new release. Had referenced it. Um, that just yeah, that kind of impending feeling of just trying to juggle things so much at once that if you feel like you dr- you're going to drop something, that you're going to kind of just fall into a hole, right? Like yeah. I feel like that's such a such a universal feeling. I think a lot of people you know, under the age of, you know, or in our generation, relatively speaking, feel all the time. If you are working a job, like all of us are, and also wanting to have something that you're really passionate about and also wanting to have a social life or also wanting to just sit down and read a fucking book sometime and, (laughs) and have a cup of coffee. Right. Like, like it can, it can really feel like just trying to juggle both what you want to do, what you have to do. And even just being able to have time to do nothing, all of that can just feel feel yeah. very anxiety driving and that's kind of a universal feeling so that's definitely and, what i got from the song for sure yeah, and there just being a guilt if you do have a day where you want to do nothing that like that's bad because there's so many other things that are always there on the back burner and it's just like it's yeah. exhausting but you have to make time for yourself like that so absolutely yeah i i, I really I, I i appreciate you going into that a little bit i i also love hearing um because i i do i not to the extent of you guys you guys are very organized with your music and have been crunching out songs the last couple of years pretty pretty regularly but i do the same thing where if i have five minutes at work you know you whip out your phone with a with a demo you have or something and just try to write down you know a couple of yeah. lines you can use later because that's the time you have to do that right like i i, I totally empathize with that um yeah instrumentally obviously you um 
your music to me, um, for, I guess I should, before we get into this, um, for both of you, I'll I'll have you start Haley and then you Bridget after that. Can you say what Mm -hmm. you, what you do in the band as far as instrumentation or vocals go and things of that nature? Yeah. So mainly I play bass. Um, but for Nissan weekends, this is the first one that I actually sung. Um, and then I'll do backup vocals and when recording, I'll like do some guitar and stuff too, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, this one, this the only uh, instrument I played on Nissan Weekends is drums, so it was very easy for me. Um, yeah, that can really just depend on like what parts we make for things. Usually, how it looks is like I'll make kind of a more basic looking demo, um, like without drums, because I don't. Sometimes I'll put in like big drums because like when I'm here in my apartment, I don't have a drum set to work with, so the kind of like complete song idea has to wait until I can like get over to a kit and record like an outline, but. Usually we'll start with some basic outline with guitar. I'll send it over to Haley and then she's often like added like like lead guitar parts and like normal C, the like the chorus is like this really like nice little like high part that she added on a guitar and then she'll fill in bass, uh some backing stuff. I'll put the drums in there and like usually it doesn't get more complicated than that, but it kind of just like goes piece by piece like a little like with most of our songs. Right. But this one I was pretty much hands off, so no, well, it was a good feeling. That's kind of yeah. So it sounds like between because I know the two of you are the two people in the band. Obviously, I've seen videos of you live. You'll have a live musician, I'm guessing, or a friend or whoever else play, um, play drums or play whatever else, mm-hmm. whatever instrument is needed. Um, but it is the two of you doing it, and 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 it from what I read, you're both very you know musically well read. You met kind of through a music academy or something I saw through it, through it, through a news uh, report that I read or whatever else. We'll get into that a bit, but um, that you're just kind of whatever works for, for, for the songs, you guys just kind of flip back and forth between instruments and things of that nature. When you write, is that kind of, kind of what happens when, when you write music for the most part? Yeah. I mean, I would like Bridget always does drums cause Bridget is the drummer. And for the right. most part, Bridget's the singer and playing guitar. So it's just, but I mean, I think we both work with like a fluidity that, whatever happens happens and you know we've tried demos where we break out a keyboard or we've tried you know it's just whatever happens happens yeah that's that's the way to go that's awesome um so as far as instrumentation for this song was it just kind of um first of all when you when you write and you actually go and record you know not and not a demo but do the full fledged out song that you've put out is it still the two of you that record every instrument when it comes to the recording or do you bring in anybody else to do anything or is it is it just the two of you yeah so that's nah. just <laughs> um when we play live we right now we have uh, our friends josh kane and then tommy kessler we're both in great other groups and they work on stuff but um yeah when we record it's just us so very cool. That's awesome. I love I love hearing that. I'm I'm jealous of people that can do those kinds of things. I always wanted to be somebody that could do that, but I'm just don't have that in my wheelhouse personally. But that's really cool. So again, the song Nissan Weekends. I I I really do just want to emphasize. I I absolutely love the song. It's it's got a unique catchiness to it. While like the you know the lyrics are very like I said. I think universally connecting and um, I did something I don't usually do when I listen to it and I heard the video or I watched the video along with it, which I mm-hmm. usually like to listen to a song and then watch the video just to kind of make sure you just kind of pay attention to the music. But um, was the idea for, cause I know uh, I, I didn't, I, I should have put down the name of the person that was, was kind of behind the animation and all that with the video. But um, was this something you worked with, with them? What was the idea behind doing this kind of music video and uh, just kind of speak to that a bit? So his name is Joe Boffman. He's our friend who lives in Indiana. We had made one music video with him prior to this, which was the time and a half video. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of was born from, his desire to have us lay down some drum and bass for some other songs that he has um, that are not out yet. I don't know when they're coming out, but he had, he is just like such a, you know, maker of all things. Like he had all these songs that were just like waiting to be recorded. And we were like, yeah, we'll definitely, you know, make some drum and bass for that. And so then we made that other video in return. Um, And then this one, was just kind of spurred from like, well, we really liked that video. So you want to collaborate again on something? So we just kind of threw it to him to see like, if he would be interested. And he was, yeah. And we were like, please, you know, do whatever you, you think that makes sense for this. And like, 
I could not think of anything better. Like, yeah, he just I was absolutely gonna, crushed it. I think we gave him, like, a handful of, we gave him all the singles, and we were like, you know, whichever one you think would be best for a video. Um, and he just kind of ran with it. Like, he had his whole concept planned out on his own. And, yeah, we could not have asked for a better video from joe so he's he's the best yeah it's <laughs> it, it it really does look to me at least uh you know really kudos to joe he it looks as good to me as some of those kind of bigger budget stop animation videos i would see from you know i i, I listen for the most part and uh i listen to everything obviously everybody says that but but i grew up listening to a lot of like industrial metal and like new metal and hard mm-hmm. rock and those kinds of things and mm-hmm. a lot of those bands you could tell they put in like tons of money into these high production stop motion music videos and to me this looked just as good as those like it it was really really awesome so that's really cool that he was just kind of you know you give him the freedom to work on it and he just knocks it out of the park that's really cool yeah i mean Um, joe operates at that level totally and completely i we totally got a bargain and a steal from him and we will be owing him the rest of our lives with how cool it turned out like there's yeah, it, yeah it, it is it is so so cool um so obviously nissan weekends and i'm guessing also the 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 other single you put out most recently before this normalcy are these both going to be on the upcoming release you guys have coming out in april is that mm-hmm. okay yep. and uh the name of that ep if i remember is is fawn is it fawn at the end right or no just fawn yeah yeah fawn just sorry fun. sorry i okay so fawn you're good and and um coming out in april uh two singles um and one thing i wanted to mention that normalcy one so so i got in connection with trying to contact you guys from from nick Sintos, who's a friend of mine from from the band called the flips that he recommended talking to you guys to get you on the show and That's so nice. he, he was he said to ch- check out this band and first song i heard was normalcy and i really liked it i was you know it was it was surprising how much i got out of it as it's a pretty short song um and then what Most i love <laughs> well, yeah i kind of got that as i went through but what i really loved about it was one you got a lot out of it in the short span of time which i thought was really cool and two when i heard the always sunny in philadelphia sample at the end i was like okay i definitely need to check this band out because that Hell is yeah. amazing so um just with that song again great song um shortened to the point and i love that but what what, what was the idea behind adding in an always sunny sing uh sample at the end just for fun or i just or what was it? i love that show i don't know i think i just wanted to add a sample because i just love that show so much <laughs> it, it, it's um, like such, such a perfect sample to throw in for like a rock band at the end because it's just like the most you know it's that group just being so ignorant on rock and roll and just breaking things in a hotel room it's just amazing yeah yeah Um, dude yeah i don't know i was just i don't know it's so funny like i just feel like if i heard that in someone else's song it would make me laugh so i just wanted to to do that and so i i had been like i've seen the whole series now i think like twice and so like uh my like roommate and i were just like rewatching the whole like series one day and i started like trying to trying to like look out for that a little more consciously so that's how that happened. Hell yeah. Well, it works really well. So that was, that was great. And, and it did exactly what, what you were thinking. Cause I cracked up at it and I kept listening. So, it, so it worked great. Um, so, so yeah, I want to get into this EP in, in, in just a minute and talk what people can maybe expect from it or any lyrical or musical influences you have on it. But before we get into that, I thought it'd be good to kind of go back. I like to talk to people about where they come from in music, what kind of got you writing your own songs and things like that. We can go, piece by piece and then kind of talk about how you two got together to 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 make this group um so i guess we could start with i'll go one one at a time here uh Haley, what first kind of got you into obviously i think everybody said you know everybody gets into music when you're a kid you know some band gets you kind of enamored into music right. more than just what your parents are putting on on the the, the radio or whatever yeah. um what, but what first got you into wanting to play music, write music, um, get into more of the creative side of music, whether it was younger or when you were older or whatever else? Yeah, I actually, I, I remember being, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine and at a Walmart and they had like a whole maybe Christmas display or something, I don't know, of like guitars and instruments, like just first act stuff. Um, but I saw this just like lime green guitar and I thought it was a cool color and I wanted it. So I told my mom I want that, and I think she probably thought I was thinking deeper about wanting to play music, and I really hadn't thought that far ahead at that point, but 
she signed me up for guitar lessons and you know that was like I was maybe 10 and I never end up getting that guitar but you know it's stuck anyways so that kind of led me down that road um, um she's still just trying to get that guitar <laughs> that that, that green was. that green for that guitar there you go yeah it's a good lesser maybe one day i'll get it yeah um and so going from that for you though you know because because i am like i you know i don't like talking about myself but but you know same kind of deal where you just kind of get into music you start learning at a guitar shop or going wherever where where they give you lessons um when did it kind of take off from there from you as a kid to was there like a band you listened to that got you more into yeah. like this idea of like hey i can do this too or i really want to make my own songs or riffs or whatever else or what where, where, where was that yeah. for you my like when we were kids my dad would always make like a, a burn, burn a cd like a mixtape cd kind of thing and he would throw them out in the car so there was always just like a lot of they might be giants or cake that kind of was a big part of my childhood um, but I think what really kind of sold it for me was the music school I went to did like, like showcase kind of things. So, you know, a couple times a year they'd rent out a bar and all the families would come and you'd actually play on a stage. And I think that that really like set it in stone that this is cool. This is fun. And that's what I want to be doing. So that, that really set it off for me. Hell yeah. That's yeah. And, and before we did both of you, I think I saw that right. Did both of you go to kind of music? centered schools um when you were kind of in high school or middle school or anything was was that kind of where you you, it's not the school itself it's like a like just a kind of a mom and pop thing it's like 30 minute music lessons oh okay i gotcha i gotcha it wasn't yeah i went to normal boring middle school school. (laughs) i was just yeah same here it was another it was like an outside of school thing that was just like one yeah it was just like one place it wasn't like a chain or anything um and they were at the same place right Uh, right because we, we grew up in, like, suburbs that were, like, half an hour away from each other. Yeah. Um, so I just went to my own, like, little rock school thing where I met other people my age that wanted to do that, too. And we also had, like, those kind of showcases, just like Kaylee said, with, like, the local, like, neighborhood bar. Um, and, like, I don't know, the first time, like, being on that stage was, like, the most nerve-wracking thing yes. in the world. Like, in, like, this, like, you know, this Irish pub in my, like, suburban hometown was, like, I remember it being just like the scariest possible setting. Yeah. And like the, the only crowd is just parents, like just your mom right. and other kids' moms. But still terrifying it's more, it's as hell. How that experience yeah. can change. Oh my God. I've yeah. just like never been more scared. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To be fair, I was also playing like very hard, like old classic rock songs because yeah. that was a lot like, of like what they wanted us to, to learn, like insanely hard, like guitar souls that I was not ready for, frankly. Um, right. I can play now. <laughs> Definitely couldn't do it now. No, guitar <laughs> when I was thirteen or something. <laughs> well, so so kind of going with that. So so Haley talked about this a bit. Um, Bridget, what kind of got you? Before, obviously, you guys both did these, at, you know, kind of after school or, or you know um, those kind of music programs or whatever else. Was that where you first started wanting to play music and and play play instruments, or what kind of got you first first doing that? If you can remember back, <laughs> you know? yeah, I. My first stuff was like piano, and then once concert band started in like fifth or sixth grade, I did French horn for that. Um, and then in middle school, I did trumpet as well. So I was just doing like the concert band stuff up until like sixth grade, and that that's like sixth or seventh grade is actually when I started like listening to like rock music, because um, my library had like a bunch of CDs that you could rent, and I just kind of started getting more into it after like my gate my gateway band was like Green Day. Yep. And they're like my first favorite band for a long, long, long time. Um, because I think like I didn't know what to get my brother for his birthday one year. So I just like got him like a CD that I knew was popular. And it was like 21st Century Breakdown by Green Day. I ended up listening to it more than he did. And then I just kind of like unlocked like a whole genre of music that I wasn't aware existed. Um, went down that rabbit hole and then kind of like branched off from there. Cause I just kept looking up like more things like that. And then, you know, I found Tumblr and that just like keep kind of like opening all these doors to myself. Um, so once I like discovered all of that, that's when I started trying to learn guitar. Um, so I got my first guitar in like sixth or seventh grade, I think. Um, do you remember, do you remember myself? Sorry, I didn't mean to, but do you remember what, uh, what guitar it was, what kind of guitar it was? And do you still have yeah, it? it was do you still have it? Horrible. No, okay. it was a beginner guitar. It was like the one that came come in the box with like the mm-hmm. little amp, like the startier, startiest set you could possibly have. Yeah, it was yeah. Gibson Maestro, which doesn't mean anything. No, it's, right. You know, it's a hundred dollar guitar. Uh-huh. 
Um, but yeah, taught myself for a little bit, then got a teacher, started getting more in depth with that kind of thing. Once I felt confident enough to try to play in a group, that's when I started going to that rock school thing in like eighth grade or so. Um, but even then I was still like, oh, there's no way I'll be good enough because it's classic me, you know, but yeah, just like took that on. Um, and then just like for a long time, I, everything was just like so high pressure with that. Just like being on that stage, like every couple of months was just like such a freak out. But it definitely like was like exactly what I needed to kind of like break through that fear and get more and more used to playing in front of other people. Because yeah. like I still have trouble with that, honestly. But yeah. like Did you ever that was really helpful. I used to like write all the songs that we were playing on stage on my forearm. So when I was playing, I could. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though mm-hmm. I had practiced, it was like two songs you have to play, and I had practiced the shit out of them. Literally, the set is only like three songs, and yes. like, and, but I the, can't remember the, the chords. The rest, I just wrote everything down on me. I had the I had the arm thing as well, yeah. I I empathize because when when I first started kind of doing stuff like that, I would you know people print out those set list sheets to have b- down by your mic stand or whatever mm-hmm. when you're playing. But I would be so nervous that it would get like turned over or I'd rip it or something that I'd have like one on my amp, one by one by yeah. you know, and 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 like try to put them in ways so that you think you'd be able to see them in the light that would be on there on the stage. So I totally yeah. get that. I. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just how you are as a kid when you're first trying to figure out, and and still as as an adult, I feel like a lot of people still feel that way sometimes. The nerves and everything else, right? Yeah. It doesn't go away. You just kind of get more used to the nervousness, I suppose, right? But um, right. That's that's really cool. So so you both kind of started doing music through those veins of doing those kind of showcases through a music program after school or whatever else. Um, what got both of you to meet together, and then also what got you both to start doing music together? Um, yeah, so I, the music school I went to, uh, the owner there put together a group of like five or six girls to start with to make like a all girl group. That was the idea. Um, and that kind of turned it, ended up turning into like a festival band and we did like festival circuit cover band kind of thing. Um, and there came a point where like our drummer or actually our guitar player dropped out first. And so I was just kind of looking for a girl guitar player to fill the spot. Um, and I was just on like Chicago musician pages and like friends of friends, just looking for anybody that might be that. And I think Bridget had like her playing guitar as her profile picture or something like that. So I messaged her and she said she was too busy or something. At the I time. said, no, I want to play drums. Cause then yeah. at that point I was like, I want to try to play drums. Yeah. You said your focus was drums. I was like, all right, bye, whatever. We filled the slot with someone else. And then <laughs> later our drummer dropped out so I was like oh there was that one girl that said like she wanted to play drums instead now we need a drummer so I hit her up again and and that's that she was like yeah, yeah. and we, we started playing together covers so we did that that's- for a little while and that kind of branched off into um Bridget was in another band called the weekend run club and mm-hmm. their bassist was leaving for school um yeah so it's like we just kind of like keep like jumping I'm over and talking over each other so, like dragging each other to our other stuff. <laughs> I think it's good though, because I like the covers gave a lot of like we played out. Oh, totally! A ton of stage confidence and like practicing other songs, and then we yeah. took that and kind of applied it to the Weekend Run Club with original stuff. Mm-hmm. And we love them; they're still great. Mitchell's still going with them. Mitchell Ken, he's he's the best. I'm getting lunch with him soon, but <laughs> that kind of like helped us start working on our original writing chops, and that kind of led us to where we are now. So. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it, it does make a lot of sense, I think, um, with a cover band doing doing all those kinds of things. I think learning, there's nothing, I think when you start writing your own music or doing original music, I think learning a bunch of other people's music that has different influences, maybe from before the era of music that you're into or whatever else, like, as well as playing a bunch on stage where like, let's be honest, cover bands. A lot of the times, if you're playing one, like you were talking about with a festival circuit or something, you might be playing in front of bigger crowds than like a lot of your friends that are playing low, you know, local yeah. original music, all that stuff can really prepare you for when you eventually go out there and do your own. Right. So, does, so yeah. that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, so you talked about this initial band that you're in together that you, you're no longer in what branched from there to one, you know, leaving that doing 
doing your your own and also deciding to just have it be the two of you, which I think people do that more and more now with the way you can record music in this day and age, of course. But you still seem to find, I think, people have a, you know, at least a three, four piece band that that is the quote unquote band. So so what mm-hmm. was the decision there for it to just be so it's clearly working, I'm, you know, but 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 uh, uh, what was the kind of decision or, or whatever that, that led you guys to, to do? OK, cool now. Yeah, so that was basically the pandemic. I would say that spurred a lot of that because we couldn't get together with like the other bands. It was like five people, and we were all spread across like Illinois. So um, us two were in the city, and like we were already part of each other's like four person pandemic pod. Um, so there was just a lot of downtime. Yeah. Um, kind of just like going crazy thinking about what to do. Um, started like jamming just because i had i think i had finally like gotten either i like actually started like just trying to make like demos because i had just gotten into like learning how to like put guitar on a computer with an interface and things like that so i had like just learned how to do that and so we were just like making really bad demos (laughs) not really thinking anything of it just like to to do something right uh, quite honestly um and i think it's just like along the way at some point it actually like we actually made something that we were like, Oh, that isn't half bad. Um, I don't know. It just kind of started from there. Yeah. I I was going to say, I think also like, you know, even if the five people you're working with are all your best friends in the world, like five opinions is a lot harder to juggle and work with than two. And that's, you know, everybody's compromising in different ways. And I think, and in both bands that me and Bridget were in together, I just think we found that we had a lot of similar opinions about things musically so i think that that made it a lot easier and when we started the process we were like let's just keep it simple you know yeah Yeah. i mean that that does make a lot of sense i've heard you know i've heard so many times from from bigger bands you know or you know national international touring bands where they'll say that like anytime somebody's been in a band of five people and they switch to three even or something they're like god it's just like so much less stress with like having to juggle everyone's opinions on things and so if you have similar opinions obviously there's going to be things where you have to compromise with each other still but yeah compromising between yeah, totally. two people as as opposed to you know two guitarists a bassist and a drummer or god forbid you know adding in another person in that scenario right like mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense for productivity which you guys definitely if if this started during the pandemic which i did i did look through your catalog at least on spotify um you've put out a good amount of music for being a group that that essentially started during the pandemic i mean you've got an ep a couple of singles obviously another upcoming ep coming out um so cl- clearly having two people that just get to bounce things off each other and write music is is the way to go right so that's great um yeah i mean i think the other thing like with that is too is like this is also the first time i've ever sung in something and so oh, that really? was a heart attack and a half to deal with I just felt very self-conscious about that my whole life. Um, that's surprising because so you, like, you sound great just by the way. So that's you. very surprising. Yeah. Thank you. I try so hard. <laughs> and um, so like, I think having like, just like my close friend that I can like share these things with and not have to think about like sending, sending the rougher like cuts to a group is like, takes a lot of pressure off my plate. And it's like, still, I mean like, you know, I get nervous singing in front of myself, like when I record yeah. or, when I record with Haley or even like band practice, I'm, yeah. I'm still nervous. Like I still, right. it's still scary to me. So I just think like, it's just kind of like a safer feeling space to just have the two of us to kind of work on and like work on stuff with and in something that's just extremely like still very vulnerable for me. Yeah, absolutely. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And again, like I said, that's surprising to hear. This is the first thing you've ever sung in before. I would not guess that from the music. So, so you're, 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 you're a very good writer. So, so that's, that's, that's great. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so getting back to this upcoming new EP called Fawn, I, uh, is there anything, I know it's coming out in April. Like we said, you've got the two singles. Are there any more singles that you'll be putting out between now and then? And also, um, can you just tell me anything about the lyrical direction or the musical direction compared to your previous releases? Um, I don't know, uh, Bridget, if you want to go first on that. Yeah. So we have one more single coming out, uh, in April prior to the album drop. Um, that one's a super fun one. Um, the musical direction. I don't know. I mean, I definitely, like I said before, like I wanted, I wanted to include more samples, which we have. I wanted to, 
I don't know that I wanted to do anything super different in terms of like genre or anything like that. Um, I also wanted, I wanted to use a little bit more acoustic guitar because I had gotten really into Alex G as I was kind of writing a lot of this um, stuff. So we did that as well. Um, we messed around with beats a little bit more for one of the songs uh, after, you know, we kind of dug what happened with divers. Um, I, I would say it's very much very comparable or comparable um, to just surrealist in terms of the instrumentation and, and lyrics. I think like this one also is just kind of about mental health stuff, both like uh, intrapersonally and intrapersonally um, general relationship stuff, life stuff depression you know i think like in that kind of way it's definitely a companion album to surrealist yeah makes us yeah very universally um relatable lyrics with with all those topics for sure right um cool and then um uh Haley, is there anything that from from your perspective as far as the the music goes or anything in that regard you want to speak about for the new ep yeah i i was gonna say i don't know that like we, we don't really sit down and plan out like this is what this right. one's going to be about or anything like that. It's more just like a, you know, we write the songs and then once we have a, a good amount, then we kind of pick and choose what should go together and, and make up the work. But yeah, I think it's just kind of a direct like diary entry of, of the time that it was written now. So like what, how old are some of these songs like a year or two? Yeah. I think like, I think like, the oldest one was like December 2021 or so. Normalcy is pretty old. We've been playing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that- maybe like a little bit of 2021, mostly 2022. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And um, you mentioned earlier, Haley, the one of the one of the newer songs that you wrote at work. Obviously, Bridget, you said that you you know record some demos and things at home. You're the you're the singer for the most part on on the tracks, um, lead vocals, I should say, for the most part on the tracks. Is it also just like you've talked about back and forth that you you both do a lot of give and take on the lyrical t- content when it comes to the songwriting? Does one does one person write more than the other, or how does the songwriting process for these songs typically go for you guys? Um, except for time and a half which I think is like the one outlier because for time and a half, Haley wrote the lyrics and then I sung it for anything else. It's what I kind of like liked for Nissan too, is like, I just felt like it was very much the song that she should, should sing. I didn't feel like, I don't know. I really liked how it sounded in the demo. And I thought like it made sense to come from her since they're her words. And that's kind of what we run with usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wh- whoever's words they are. Yeah, I think we've had, like, very few of, like, tweaking each other's lyrics. Like, that doesn't really happen too often. Because, like, usually what you're trying to say, you're trying to say. That doesn't need a whole lot. Mm-hmm. There are a couple songs that we've kind of, like... Like, slightly, slightly adjusted, like, the verbiage yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, gone at together. Like, I think Divers was a little bit more kind of group writing and stuff like that. But, yeah, for the most part, it's just, like, like a demo, and then we kind of tweak and fine-tune each other's demo. not a lot changes from the demo honestly yeah. <laughs> that's cool though too that's 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 some great songwriting then for you that that reminds me though you 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 both saying that with whoever kind of writes it tends to sing it or whatever else you know one of my favorite chicago-based bands is you said you you listen to green day i don't know if you listen to this band or, or not but alkaline trio was like one of my all-time oh, favorite course. bands you got, I've yeah. got the banner right behind me right um they covered nice. by a couple of pictures but i always loved that about that band too where it was you know you had two people clearly running the band um writing very you know writing songs that were very much their own and the band still has a sound and yet it was like whoever wrote the lyrics got to sing it because if you feel that way about the song if the lyrics are coming from you why shouldn't you be the one kind of um orchestrating it through the song right so that makes a lot of sense that's really cool it's very 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 like chicago punk rock of you guys um thank you so yeah um so so going going from that a bit um ep is coming out at the end of april you've got one other song coming out how many songs are on this ep and one other thing i wanted to ask you after that i guess i should ask one question at a time um but is you you we referenced a little bit that you do have a lot of songs that are pretty short length you know um is that is that a conscious decision you guys make when it comes to songwriting or what does that come from because it's very unique to me i wish it was (laughs) but you know it's it's just it's very unique to me that's what i really liked about this when nick sent 
you guys over to me was I first, the first time I, I, maybe it was normalcy when I looked at it where it was under two minutes or something like that. Like yeah. it was very concise. And, and, yeah, and usually when I hear, when I see that there's a song that's like a minute and 40 seconds or like a minute and 20 seconds, it's like some 90 skate punk band doing like double time beats on the drums and just like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Beats. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or blast beats from, from like a hardcore band or something. That's right. That's going to be coming up. No, I was kidding. Oh, hey, no, you almost got me there for a second, but um, wild, but yeah. Right. You never know. Right. But, um, is there is what is there is there kind of a natural progression for you guys with that or wh- where does that come from because it's very rare for me to hear a band of your guys' style that one does a song that that short but also it feels that full do you know what i'm saying like mm. it's it's very interesting yeah. yeah we have eight songs on the upcoming ep we're at clocking in at a swift 17 minutes um <laughs> so that's a little over two minutes two minutes on average per song Wow. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's not a conscious decision. I would say the only conscious decision is like, I generally don't love to repeat things. Um, mostly because I, when I listen to music and interpret music, especially my own music, I'm very much like hearing the lyrics and the music at the same time. And for me, I don't really like to repeat the same lyrics unless I feel like they really need to be repeated. Uh, I think a lot of it kind of just kind of comes from the fact that this is like relatively really new to us. And with that comes a lot of low self-esteem. So like, I don't really feel the need to try and make someone listen to a four minute song by me. Cause it's like, do I really have that much to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, we're very much like, I've been saying a lot of just like, this is this is what we have. I hope you like it. Like that kind of thing. Um I was gonna say, I know when we started, like we we would kind of try and critique that and fine-tune it, but like when you write a demo, a lot of times it is just like verse and a chorus, and that's what you kind of come up with. And I think like a lot of our writing style is is demos that we just kind of are pumping out and, and tweaking a little bit. But yeah, I mean, force it and like throw another verse and chorus on there just for the hell of it kind of feels wrong and, and ingenuine too sometimes. So, yeah, I definitely like to, I'm, I'm glad you say it sounds full. I mean, like I want like anything that like I write to be purposeful. Um, right. I really want it to have significance. Um, if that end, ends up being a minute of significance, that's okay with me. Um, but yeah, like in general, like just speaking of the demo kind of thing, like, all our songs on this upcoming record, uh, they're all in lowercase because it's kind of like an homage to our demos. They're all, you know, these short things that just are quickly titled and we didn't feel the need to, to really change on that too much. Um, yeah. Well, that, and I was, that was the other thing I was going to, I was going to um, ask about some of these songs, some of these song titles, like, um, what was it? I saw Triple Gooberberry Sunrise from the Anomia uh, release you did. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, like like the fact that you have it all in one word, Nissan Weekends or Normal C, obviously, like a little bit of a, I don't know what the right term, I was going to say pun. I don't know if that's the right term. I'm dumb. But, but you know, like I, I do like I, a little. I wish it was clever enough to be a pun, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 do, I do like that a bit, though, because like it reminds me of um, – some bands I would, I, I, I'm sure I'm a little bit older than you guys, but when I was getting into music in high school and in college, there would be these bands that had super serious, super even aggressive, um, music that it would be about very serious things. Like you're talking about mental health, depression, or it'd be about social issues or politics or something. And then the, the, the song title would just be the goofiest thing yeah. you'd see on the planet. <laughs> and it's one of those things to tell of like, we take our music seriously. We write about serious things, but like, we don't, we don't take, and I mean this in a positive way, like we don't take ourselves overly seriously in the sense of like being, you know, like so self-indulgent or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was kind of fun to see that. Cause like, I feel like I saw that about 10 years ago in bands a lot more. And I've always loved when bands, you know, like you said, it's not like, you know, you guys write about serious things and everything else. The songs are very fleshed out and sound fantastic, but it's cool to kind of see a goofy side to the song titles a bit. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. we fun. are definitely two little goofsters. <laughs> whenever, whenever I'm naming a, a demo, it's kind of just like, like first thought that comes to mind. And a lot of times yeah. 
Because you're just you're just trying to save the file. Like you're not thinking about yeah, actually like, naming it. I don't it. know. Like very few times, if any, yeah. you like change the name of a demo. So it's yeah, like, <laughs> like, not a lot of changes what? over here. In the okay, so like, okay. I definitely I I try to make sure like that's the thing when you're saving the files. He was like I I try to make sure it relates enough so that I know which one it is. Right. Like I can't just name it something completely off topic. Yeah. Like I can't just name it like I don't know like something silly that doesn't. <laughs> I can't think of a single like I don't know like bounce house or whatever. <laughs> right. There you go. But I I also don't feel the need to n- try and like think about it and be like what is like the most poetic title I could put on this or whatever like that doesn't feel necessary to me. Well, yeah. and and in some ways you know especially when people anymore most of the time people are listening to music through streaming platforms mm-hmm. so and i'm not saying you do this but it's just inadvertent that if you see something like that all lowercase letters some kind of goofy name like it might get somebody else to i mean it would it would catch my eye more than like the the thousandth song named like drowning or <laughs> or something like that you yeah, know yeah. what i mean so, i never really thought yeah. about it like that but yeah but it, also just like once we have a demo title we'll kind of like refer to yeah. it, to each other in that way and that it just keeps cementing, cementing itself yeah mm-hmm. there's a I, couple times where bridget has just like changed a song name and she'll be like referring to one and i'll be like i don't know what song she's so lost doing. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like for this one we need to do this and i'm like what is that what's <laughs> yeah what are you even talking about yeah. right yeah and I'm like, oh um, that's workshop name from four months ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing that's so funny um yeah. so so again thanks i i'm really looking forward to this upcoming uh ep it's out in april do you can you tell me just so we have people make sure to listen to it and i'll put into the notes of this episode too uh the specific date of when this is coming out yes yeah, so the ep is coming out april 28th yep and i believe the last single is coming out on i'm looking at spotify right now make sure i don't get it wrong april 19th okay very cool and this one this one will actually be out about that same week actually so that'll work that'll work out great um so again uh one other thing i want to talk to you guys about other than you know doing doing the p and, ev- and everything else and the upcoming music is when i saw that and i guess i'm just kind of ignorant i don't exactly know what this means but when i saw that you had um it was through i think the chicago was it the chicago tribune or something that i saw it in yeah that you had your own record label take a hike records was like what does that mean i guess and where did that come from that idea to to kind of put it under that umbrella um to 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 do a a a quote-unquote record label with that uh that was born out of the pandemic for sure (laughs) we were we were kind of like you know we want to sell our our merch online and we were kind of looking at how to do that for the band we were in weekend run club at the time um and if you want to put it on your own website we found out there's like there's like legal issues with that like you have to have an llc and pay sales tax and all these things and we were kind of you know thinking of ways to do it and i think i said like this would i wish we just had our own record label or something like wouldn't that be funny and bridget like but wouldn't that be funny <laughs> i did not mean for this to snowball as it did but bridget was like yeah we should and and that that really just sent us to where we are today um, yeah i do have to add that you can't you can do things as an individual like proprietor mm-hmm. i personally hate like keeping band money in my like regular bank account i think that scares, it scares the shit out of me um I don't like having to kind of mentally separate the two. You're delegating one person to have financial responsibility. Right. It's scary. And I had done that for our previous band and it had been really scary. And I just really didn't want to have to try all that again, honestly. So I think like making the the separate bank account and the separate business was still the best move for us. Yeah, just kind of a logical business decision that that makes a lot mm. of sense. You you'd think I would know that by by now, but that's a good thing to know for people listening to this as well that are maybe up and coming bands or whatever yeah. else. We we set it up so that the you know the record label is like the the business head of us. They operate our money, which is us operating our money. But yeah, you know, right. Um, it's just a nice a nice like separate. separate. I don't know. It just it helps a lot for my brain to have it be a separate place. Yeah, just and so a, that's just like a way we can kind of coordinate like band money and like band operations yeah. and like 
it allowed us to as far as like online. yeah have the online store and at that point we were just like we, we can ask if any of our friends want to get in on this because mm-hmm. like why not might as well offer this now that we have it all set up and so that's basically just what it is it's like you know we have a couple of our friends in bands like Nora Marks, Dale and Cy, Cloud Houses, um, a couple others that just put their stuff on the site we ship it out if it's ordered uh help them out with marketing and other contacts where we can when they release records and you know i don't know for the most part we kind of consider ourselves like a fake label because we're not like you know we don't we can't like give anyone stipends or or anything like that right um but we're just kind of doing the thing and whoever wants to you know throw their stuff our way and have us manage their online sales we're happy to do that too so you're saying you're not slowly becoming like the man in the music industry that's not what you're saying <laughs> i wish there's nothing yeah. like that <laughs> right right <laughs> we're so broke <laughs> um uh so so um going going from this i i uh i've i wanted to just ask about live performances a bit obviously you talked about that you have a few friends that that help out with with um you live when when you're doing it live i know bridget you said you do both guitar and drums i watched a couple videos you typically play guitar when you're doing that and and sing right just probably for Mm -hmm. logistics because playing drums and singing at the same time (laughs) sounds like a nightmare um i I know i I don't want to try i know people do it i don't know how they do it i feel like you have to have two separate brains to do that i don't know whatever um but um are there any upcoming shows, any upcoming plans for any any shows in the city or, or out or anything that you would want to plug for people when they hear this in case they'd be able to make it out? Oh, yes. So our big, huge, giant EP release show is going to be Thursday, May 4th at Sheba's Tavern, $15, along with great bands Scarlet Demore and Background Character. Um, it is going to be very, very fun. Um, that is a big one we are focusing on right now. And then we're planning some fun stuff for summer as well, but that hasn't been announced yet. So TBD, but Shuba's May 4th. That's a big one. I love that venue too. That's a good venue to do that. at. Um, yeah. All right. Very cool. And then uh, unless you guys have anything else that you'd, you'd like to talk about in this, I do do a few kind of goofy things. If you guys are, are willing to do these things with me yeah, um, at the end of the goofy. show, um, I'll take you one at a time with this. Uh, I've been doing two different things. I'm going to whittle it down to one because I think it goes better, but um Haley, I'll start with you. So I've been asking people, um, say you weren't in this band with with Bridget. Say you got to do your own band. And for for this sake, we're going to say it's not one other person where you guys are both doing all the music the way you do because you're creative geniuses or whatever else, right? Let's let's for say sure. let's, <laughs> let's say that you need to sit, you know, it could be a four-piece band, three-piece band, five-piece band, anyone from your favorite bands, living, dead, whatever, if you could make kind of, I guess, like an all-star roster for a band, who would you want to be in a band with? Wow, that's hefty. Okay, I know, so. I know. I'm putting you on the spot, but that's what okay. I like to do. Yeah, so. Haley Williams on vocals. <laughs> guitar? Who even plays guitar? I don't even know who plays guitar. <laughs> so yesterday. <laughs> yeah. We're 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 not. You can say the MacBook. You can say the MacBook plays guitar at this point, right? Yeah, we can do it that way. It's not a guitar kind of band. Um, I'm gonna be on bass because that's what I know how to play. Um, <laughs> drums. Let's get Josh done. I'm gonna recruit him. Sorry, Bridget. He can't be in your band. He's in my band. That's fine. And yeah, we're just gonna be like a three piece. We'll keep it chill. But those those are th- I mean, you just picked two of like the biggest you know, the biggest names in their it, respective genres. You know? Powerhouse and I think it will launch my career to stay with them <laughs> instead of building it up with friends. You know, maybe I'll grab a friend that plays guitar and throw him in there. There you go. You, yeah. So you're saying Bridget. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Sorry, yeah. No, no, but, but <laughs> yeah, maybe we can recruit you from guitar. Um, try out. I'll try out like everybody else. I yeah, guess before, before we get to Bridget, I guess I wanted to ask this because you guys have a very interesting sound in your music that has pulls from a lot of different places. Um, before we get into yours, Bridget, before I go completely off track here, what are some of your guys' biggest influences? I, this is such a cliche question, but I think with the no, with relevant. the with the kind of like the songs you do with the, with the style you do that kind of, I feel like incorporates a lot of different genres. What are each of your, some of your biggest influences when it comes to music? Um, some of my biggest writing influences are just like stuff I like, I like want to sound like are definitely Oso Oso. So it was especially insane that we opened for them in 2022. Um, 
Oso Oso is a huge one for me, especially vocally, just kind of really inspired how I think about vocals in the studio. Um, but besides that, Joyce Manor is a huge one for me. Alex G, like I said before, massively influential in how I think about like songwriting and, and mixing and textures and all of that. Um, Julian Baker is a huge one for me as well. She's one of the my best. favorites. The best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe she wants, more. To, she wants to play guitar in my band, maybe. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> she, yeah, you could yeah just pull her from her solar stuff in Boy Genius and just get her yeah. get her going in yours. There you go. Mm-hmm. The new Boy Genius. Yeah, the yeah. new um, Boy Genius. Yeah. Just think of any others. Pop is a big one for me. That band rules. Uh, that's probably my tops. So yeah. What about you? What about me? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I really like this band called Phantom Planet. That's probably uh, their bassist Sam Farr is probably my biggest bass inspiration. Um, and then Joey Howard, who plays with Paramore right now, absolutely rips. So that's always fun to see. I like their new stuff and Haley Williams solo stuff. Um, Rosie Tucker. Oh yeah, really good. That's maybe maybe I'll get Rosie Tucker to sing for me instead, so I'm not overshadowed by Haley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> just get them both. Just get them both. There yeah, you go. That's you know? true. Just have them do. You know, you got to get them to do the Taking Back Sunday thing, where it's like sixty forty, and just have them just kind of yeah, go back and forth. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's the things you got to think about too when I ask these power. questions. You know, yeah. does it? You know, it doesn't have to actually work. It can work fine in fantasy, right? It'll be fine, sure. right? Um, that's great. Yeah, those are those are some awesome influences. Uh, Bridget, you want to go ahead and give your uh, give your take on your all star roster of a band? Yeah, quite honestly, I was just gonna say I would just um, be happy to be the the drummer for Alex G's live band. I think that was a terrific <laughs> show, and I would love to be part of it. <laughs> wow, just insert yourself. The whole time I was like, oh my god, I would love to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so instead of making a, a dream band, you just have the idea of exactly what band you would want to be the the live drummer for. I get it. I totally I, get out. You know, because I, I was also like, when I was like seeing that show, I was like, I could handle that. You know, yeah, like, I yeah. could, I could handle this. It's not too bad. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 a, there's there's somebody else on here that did something like that before, and I was like, you know, it's a little bit of a cop out to the question, but it's great. So yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, just join somebody it's a else's. New band, but <laughs> it's Alex G plus Bridget. Yeah, yeah, just just gotta change the name a bit, and it'll be good yeah. to go. There you go. Dream collab plus um, maybe Julian Baker. Well, that well, would be that would be too much for me, honestly. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. This is a bit of a, a bit of a tangent, but I stumbled upon her like like several years ago i think somebody just like posted a video of her doing like a morning show of her just playing her guitar and doing loop effects all on her own doing you know uh turn out the it's lights so good. oh and oh, and so when good. i when i watched that because you know i usually don't check out that stuff too much of like a morning show guitar player or something but i saw that come on and when she started belting at the end of it and doing these loops and and playing in all these beautiful things, I was like, God damn it! This is not just some of the best music I have ever it's heard. You know, and good. then and then you watch her just you watch somebody's iPhone video of her doing a, a doing a solo set, and you're like, it sounds just as good. What the hell? Like, yeah. this person She's is not human. You know? life. Yeah. She's insane. What, life, one of the people I really, 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 really want to get to see live the next time they come through the city was, for sure. I was gonna say. Like to give Joe more accolades, he did a video for Julian Baker at one point. I forget what song it was. Yes. But oh no, shit. Hardline. That, that's he amazing. Did the Hardline music video by oh, Julian really? Baker. Also stop motion. motion for that too. The guy, he's just a legend. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Well, well, there we go. Full circle from the beginning of the conversation yeah. with the music video. Perfect. Well, for, again, for anybody listening, the EP Fawn from OK Cool will be out April. You said twenty twenty eighth. Twenty eighth um check that out make sure to follow the band uh this is where i have you guys plug where can people find the social media band camp etc um what, what are the plugs you can give people to follow you facebook instagram twitter tiktok all okay cool band we are on all streaming platforms um youtube okay cool band as well um and i think that is everything spotify is just okay cool not okay cool band right no right. that is what i mean yeah uh then Bandcamp and soundcloud as well we're on there too awesome well yeah thanks so much for both of you coming on this was this was really really great uh the last thing i'm going to ask you is i always play a song at the very end we could obviously do the newest song just as a reminder let me think of the 
you said the the next single's coming out on the 18th i think um right or 19th uh 19th yeah this will be out that same week so i guess no i'll just keep it safe it won't be we won't talk about that one but but what song <laughs> would you what song would you want to play at the end of this for for people to hear for like the first song if they've never heard you before um to to hear after the episode let's do nissan well you know what i can do they're relatively short songs i usually don't play two at the end but but since they're i've had people or dealer's choice man no no i'm putting your call i'm gonna put i'm gonna put both at the end so we'll have both normalcy and nissan weekends at the end of this episode um again uh bridget and Haley, thanks so much for coming on i really appreciate you taking the time and i uh i hope the new ep goes great and that the show kicks ass uh uh at shubas in may appreciate it Thanks so much for having us, dude. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks.